Somebody come get them. They're too old for TikTok. Hello and welcome to Tools for TikTok. We have a very exciting episode ahead. Catalina, how are you doing? You're about to leave to Argentina. Well, actually, you're going to leave before me. I don't know why I'm talking like that. <laughs> That's true. I am going to leave before you. Are you excited? I am excited. We do have a programming note. We will be off next week because we will be both be in Argentina mm-hmm. to celebrate Catalina and Ivan's wedding. And Ooh, I'm well, super excited. I'm as well excited. I'm preparing... Your wedding's from 5 p.m. to 3 a.m., is that it's right? It's from 6 p.m. till 3 a.m. Okay, I'm so ready. This is, I've been waiting my whole life to have a rager that's this long. <laughs> I mean, I don't think we're going to be raging the whole time. Oh, because there's like a ceremony in there, right? right? Yeah. <laughs> Just that little piece. And there have to be like, you know, like quiet periods. What are the quiet periods? Well, it's not like we're going to com- like have club music beginning immediately. Oh, my bad. I thought it was 6 p.m. to 3 a.m. Club just music. Full out club music. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, either way, I'm excited. I'm excited, too. Oh, sorry. My ice was so loud. Oh, my God. Your that? Yeti is clanging. It was clanking. like a maraca. Well... In the spirit of having fun, shall we talk about TikTok? We shall. So yeah, so we're off next week and then Catalina will still be gallivanting around Argentina. So Melissa's going to fill in for a few weeks, but then in 2024, we'll be back with uh, regular scheduled programming. Exactly. We're ready. All right. So what's on your For You page this week, Catalina? Well, as most of us know... Spotify Wrapped comes but once a year, and so I have been getting both Spotify Wrapped itself, recaps, and then parodies, like Dating Wrapped 2023 type Mm. videos. And I have to say, I love Spotify Wrapped. I think it's funny that it seems like it keeps becoming like earlier and earlier in a way that I wish that they just did it at the end of December. I don't understand why they do it November, like, 29. But pretty soon it's going to be, like, September 15th, and they're going to be like, Spotify Wrapped is here! (laughs) So that's my main qualm with Spotify Wrapped. I don't really understand why they release it when they release it. But I saw a pretty funny video by the user at Off Wyatt, where he is summarizing his problems with Spotify Wrapped. Hello, I have for you my top five worst people when Spotify Wrapped comes out. Number five, we have the Drake Heads. Um, Their top artist for the year is Drake, and it has been for the last 10 years. I feel like if you didn't listen to a singular minute of Spotify for the year, Drake would just be the auto-response top artist. Number four, we have the anti-Spotify Wrapped Heads. So... These are the people who are posting on their story about people who post on their story about Spotify Wrapped. So, you know, along the lines of OMG, no one cares about your Spotify Wrapped. Those people, I don't know how they can make it their only personality trait. It's giving such a basic bitch response. Spotify Wrapped's dope. It's also giving that these people are the exact same people who have Drake as their top artist. 
Number three, we have the artist gatekeepers. So these are the people who post their top artists, but it isn't enough just to say who their number one artist was. They then have to delve further and say that they were 0.00001% enjoy being in the top 0.001% of listeners of Spacey Jane. I truly don't think anyone else is trying to be in that. Number two, Fred again stands. These people are quite similar to the Drake fanboys. It's giving mid-2022, so you're really quite late to the train, I believe. So I'd be hiding uh, those results, Fred again stands. Number one, anyone who actually uses Spotify, I didn't realise it still exists. I'm an Apple Music head, the superior platform, and I could go on for hours as to why it is superior. Spotify is childish, it's immature. You pick that listening device when you're in high school, early high school, I assume, and you've kept using it to this day. Why don't you explore and widen your horizons and look into Apple Music, lossless audio, uh, supreme interface. And I just can't imagine any of your artists that you're, you love logging onto their phone and going to listen to music through Spotify. It's giving tacky, it's giving cheap. Okay, I personally love all of his takes on Spotify wrapped, but my most favorite one is his last one where he says that he's an Apple Music stan and Apple Music is better than Spotify. Now this speaks to me because everyone asks me about my Spotify wrapped, even though it's very predictable. I mean, so anyway, I, didn't, I don't have a Spotify rap, but Apple does a little roundup too. And my top artists are Beyonce and Taylor Swift, the most predictable thing in the world. Yeah, Apple Music, people make fun of me, but it's low-key just better than Spotify. I don't really know why it's better than Spotify because I have been a faithful Spotify user before it even got to the United States, not to brag or anything. Wow. I was using Spotify back in the day where they were rolling out, they were trying to like figure out the platform and they, at one point, tried something where you could only play a song five times. <laughs> <laughs> Which wouldn't work for you because back in college, you would get set or hyper fixate on one song, a la Defying Gravity mm-hmm, or sophomore mm-hmm, year, mm-hmm. and play it at least, this is no exaggeration, 20 times a day. Yeah. Yeah. No, I know. It really, that model did not work for me. And you know it, it didn't work for most people because they got rid of it. And you stuck with it, though. Yeah. Yeah. May I ask, how much do you pay for Spotify? I believe it is now $10.99 a month and it comes with Hulu. But (gasps) I think I could pay less. Mm. And I just, it's been one of those things where it's like, I think I looked into having a dual account with like Ivan. a bundle or a family account? Well, you can have yeah. a family account and you can have a dual account, but then you don't get Hulu. Hmm. So my Apple Music is also ten ninety nine, and I looked at bundling a bunch of Apple things, and I got to figure it out, but I definitely think I could be paying less, yeah. too. That is really weirdly one of the areas in my life that I'm almost entirely certain that I'm overpaying, and I'm just like, I can't be bothered. Whereas yeah. most other things, I can be so bothered. I'm bothered about other people overpaying for things. <laughs> you know? Yes, should we give that example? Because it, let's just say you're very concerned with people getting scammed in Argentina because the peso is not well, very strong there. Well, there's a currency issue. Yes. And 
or there's a complex um, biosphere of currencies. There's not just one exchange rate. And I'm worried for my friends and family that they are going to get overcharged or pay triple or double the price that they should be paying for things. So I have been trying to give a economics lesson to about 100 people and it's been going I would say mediocrely but I know I know I should just step back and let people make their own mistakes but I don't want to that's what I said I said at the end of the day it's not your money Catalina and it is very very nice of you to care that people don't get scammed but also Maybe they're similar to how you are with Spotify, where they they know they're getting mm-hmm. overcharged and they just don't care. I so, al- yeah, I also that's think there's the parallel. There's a convenience factor in some things. Like I've yeah. told everyone about how you can use a SIM card, the e SIM card that is for pretty much the entire time you're there, around twenty dollars, and people are like, oh, I was just going to use Verizon and pay ten dollars a day. Right. But it's there's convenient. a learning curve. Yeah, yeah, there's a learning curve. So if you want to pay $10 a day, go forth. If you want to be me and nickel and dime everything, you're going to be using that eSIM card. Except for Spotify. So Dina, are you going to use the eSIM card? No, I'm going to use my international plan. And I have T-Mobile, so. Oh, so it's free. Oh, you should have never told me that. Why? Um, I'll tell you off air. Oh, okay. Exciting. Well, I actually have not been getting any of this Spotify Wrapped content on my For You page, maybe because I am an Apple person, but I do enjoy the Spotify Wrapped, just seeing other people's things, and I really do agree with that video by Off Wyatt. Um, Also, as a podcast, we get a Spotify Wrapped, and the most interesting fact was that our most successful episode, or where people started listening to us most, was there an episode back in February about Borgs? Yeah, what's with Borgs? I guess Borgs. people really want to learn about Borgs. Maybe the SEO for Borgs. It just popped off. Blackout rage gallon. So to our Borg listeners, thank you. Thank, thank you, you for that. Thanks for joining us and thanks yeah. for being here. What else was on your For You page this week? Well, I know that we're feeling a little a certain way about England right now um, and okay. stepping on the British's toes. Yes, in any because, way or form. Yes, you sent me these British videos and I immediately thought, oh, I don't know if I want to talk about the UK because we're in hot waters with the UK because of a certain creator calling out our podcast oh, in a satirical in a, way, but people okay. thinking they were, yes, that um, he was being serious. <laughs> I will, I do think um, that more British videos are coming across my page right now, which is odd. Hmm. Um, but the videos that I was getting were someone standing on a corner videotaping people in Manchester in their going out outfits. And then I was really intrigued by the outfits. It's a video with no sound, really. So it's really a visual. It's a visual. It's a visual piece. The user is at R-U-W-Babes. I found another one by at Dynamimi59 that then in the comments people, it was comparing, I think, London and Manchester going out outfits. And people in the comments were like, absolutely not. Where do you, you know, people were mad and like weren't agreeing. But there seems to be a consensus about the Manchester outfits 
How would you, from watching the video, describe the Manchester outfits? Okay, so the Manchester outfits have a ton of cutouts. Mm. So it's a tight dress or silky shirt. Silky, very tight to the body. And there has to be, I think, at least three cutoffs, you know, whether it's in the midriff area, whether it's a little side. The midriff. Are you 85? Yes, I am. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Continue. (laughs) So to qualify as a Manchester outfit, I think it needs to be tight and has have cutouts. Right. Yeah. And there's a shiny element to it as well and very short. Unless Somewhere it's long, but if it was long, if it was a long dress, that means it had like seven cutouts. So a li- just not a lot of material, basically. I just think it's interesting because there's, since I'm kind of on the fashion side of TikTok as well, uh, mostly like millennial versus contemporary fashion. Mm-hmm. I've gotten some videos recently that are about going out outfits when we used to all dress in like business casual to go right. out. Like, right. ooh, my, my vest and my blazer. Right. And then you would wear, like, three-inch pumps. Mm-hmm. And now people go out in much more comfortable outfits, except in Manchester. In Manchester. They are wearing also, like, four-inch stilettos as well. Yeah. I mean, can you imagine us going out in Manchester? They'd be like, did you just, like, I don't think we would be allowed out. in. No. Because oh, I don't wait, have no. an outfit. We would not be allowed into it. And I couldn't, a I couldn't possibly. Place with a line. Right. <laughs> But the one that compared London to Manchester, London was similar to, I think, how people go out in New York. Yeah, like, some people dress up, some it's a little more relaxed. It's a little more relaxed. There's also, like, an entire ecosystem of types of people in New York City who are going to dress in different ways, right? I think that what was interesting about the Manchester one was they were capturing, like, a very specific profile of reveler. That mm. I, maybe if you were to position yourself on a corner in the Lower East Side one night, you might find similar patterns. Not the same outfits, but similar patterns. Right. Oftentimes when I walk around the NYU campus, I find that girls have, certain girls have uniforms, like white sneakers, cut off jeans, a white shirt, and they're all wearing the same thing, but a different variation. We had a uniform. Well, mine was wear, juicy pants. You never wore juicy uh, you pants. You would wear black leggings. I didn't wear black leggings. Ugg boots or oh, I, yes. fake Ugg boots in my case. Mm-hmm. Um, a V-neck from American Apparel. Oh, the V-neck from American Apparel. Or yes. a white Hanes V-neck. Mm-hmm. Ugh. Oh, I miss those days. And college students at UT Austin when I was in grad school there particularly the ones who are in like sororities would wear an enormous enormous t-shirt like a frat or a sorority t-shirt running shorts that you couldn't see under their t-shirt shoes maybe burks or like sneakers and then from the neck up they were like incredibly made up like they looked really good from the neck up and then we're wearing like the biggest sweatshirt you've ever seen with running (laughs) shorts Great. But that was a very, I want to say, 2014 look. So I don't know if that's still the thing anymore. Right. And this these TikToks in Manchester just capture the period in time and that street corner or probably place where these certain clubs are. Exactly. But that's what's great about TikTok is 
we don't know what's going on in Manchester, but through TikTok, we do. And, well, at least this Well, we think area, we have an idea. We think we have an idea, but it's also TikTok. So. Watch us go to Manchester wearing our, like, skin-tight, silky, cut-out midriff dresses, and everyone is dressed, like, completely differently. And then we're like, oh, no, I was led astray. I would never we, do that. Let's try it. After your wedding, let's go to Manchester. Okay. I'll see you in Manchester. I'll see you there in my cut out midriff crop top skin tight dress okay what is on yours so my for you page is filled with squid games reality competition videos now i never watch squid games the tv show i do not watch squid games the reality show Mm-mm. But I am loving these TikTok videos. They're basically the contestants of the reality show doing story times about their experience on the reality show. And there are hundreds of participants. So I've seen so many. I can't get off that side of TikTok. One that came across my For You page at first is by at AllieGH508. Get ready with me as I spill all the tea about my time on Squid Game. So let me just say that it really was the craziest thing I've ever done in my entire life. It honestly feels kind of like a fever dream. They flew me out from New York to London. They flew everybody in. I cannot even imagine how much it cost. Once we landed, we went straight to a hotel. We were not allowed to talk to any of the other contestants and you would be disqualified. You would not be able to go on the show if you did that. It was really just stay to yourself in your room. Oh my God, I was so nervous. I was literally freaking the F out. We all knew the first game was gonna be red light, green light, but they don't tell you anything. They don't tell you a single thing. So it was all just guessing. For the first game, we woke up bright and early, like super, super bright and early. It was still pitch black outside. They shipped us all in these buses and we drove about maybe like an hour and a half. And keep in mind, we had no clocks, no sense of time. We would just be kind of looking at a producer's phone or checking the bus clock or whatever if we tried to want to get a sense of what time it was. There's been a lot of controversy. There was a lawsuit because people were treated really bad by the production, but some of these participants are saying it was okay. Mm -hmm. You know, I think I love it too because I've worked in reality TV, so I'm very intrigued by how the competition and the production worked and I'm not surprised by any of this. Like, you know, they one big example, they were saying the red light, green light challenge, which you see five minutes of on the TV show, they filmed for nine hours and these people like weren't allowed bathroom breaks, couldn't sit down, weren't given food or water, like, you know, crazy conditions. But I get, I get all that. I could see that happening. I think it's a little odd. I mean, I understand in like the world we live in why it's happening, but to me it's a little macabre that there's this TV show that's about killing people in a game show and Mm -hmm. they're then doing the game show minus the killing people but it's still like the undertone of wouldn't this be better if you were dead what do you mean by that like you're like i don't know it's like you're reading no 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 i'm saying more like you're reading the hunger games which is ostensibly like it's objectively kind of horror it's a horrifying idea Yeah. Yeah. yeah and that the takeaway from that is wow we should do a game like this well, because it is a game, right? So they're just taking the game. I think take away the horror, but it's the competition aspect, and you know you're not going to die. I mean, hopefully in this reality yeah, show. Yeah, but there's the undertone of the way that it was conceived of in this very like macabre way that 
then now is becoming public consumption. I don't know. I, I, I find it a little, a little unnerving. It is for sure unnerving. And what's interesting in seeing all these TikToks of all these participants, they all have their own stories and trauma bonded together. So they're all friends now. There was a mother-son duo that went on. Also, what's so interesting about using the TikTok platform is in the show, if they were painted as a villain, they're coming onto TikTok to tell their side of the story and trying to sway their public opinion. Uh, so, you know, they have an edit a certain way on the Squid Games reality show, and then they go on TikTok and they're beloved on TikTok. So mm-hmm. it's just a new form of media kind of meeting in all different directions. Well, and this is really happening a lot recently where with these reality TV contestants that then take to other platforms to denounce their treatment on yeah. reality television mm-hmm. and sort of the issues with the industry it's a recurring theme we saw it with the love is blind people we We saw it with um now we're seeing it with the squid games people so i'll be interested to see if there's any actual changes due to the fact that they have these platforms on other social media networks i will be interested too i will say though a lot of the squid games people are saying that nothing that extreme or terrible like they're all fine and they all actually made a lot of friends so they're a lot of them are painting like the production in a good light even though their conditions were horrible it is they're saying it's what they signed up for some of them why are these productions doing this like why are they putting them in such horrible conditions knowing that there's going to be pushback so from my experience when you sign on to a reality show you sign your life away so you sign something a form that's basically like we can use everything we you're we're not if you die like we're not responsible your likeness in perpetuity exactly so you're signing that away so they can get away with that not that they should i'm not saying they should Mm -hmm. but they know they can right and there's no union Mm -hmm. for reality television stars and it's also a hard it's actually for people who are anti-union the ideal framework in which to create content because it's really hard to organize if you're cycling through these people so frequently right exactly my bachelor nation could unionize i mean my advice to all of my friends is don't go on a reality show period too late well i did get you on love and hip-hop to ask a question (laughs) But you're you're fine. That's My brightest shining builder. moment. All right, let's move on. Did you have okay. anything else on your algorithm? I did. I had videos about the new Louis Vuitton boots. There's a really funny one by at Unbelievable. So Louis Vuitton has released their Illusion boots. Y'all, look at these Miss Doubtfire boots. Look at these Miss Trunchable ass boots. I have no words. I have no words. And I hope you didn't think in the year of our Lord, 2023, they weren't going to be inclusive because get into it. This, this boot is on the deacon board. This boot, mother of the church, mother of the bride. This, this boot marched with Malcolm. They got him going in two cuts for 2,470 U.S. dollars. I know y'all are playing with me. Can we get the models in the room? Can the models please come in the room? Because when y'all be posing for these photos, do you think to yourself, damn, I'm going to be a meme. These boots have arthritis. These boots have paid their tithes and their arthritis. 
clearly this boot's name is Gertrude. Why would y'all say illusion? So I'm not on the fashion side of TikTok, but I keep seeing these boots because it, to, it's a parody. These boots are insane looking. It's kind of like those big red boots. Do you remember those ones? I do remember those, Those are yeah. like a street fashion boot also that raised a lot of hubbub online, went viral. I want to know if anyone's buying these in a serious entirely way? serious manner. Yeah. Ashley was saying she's seen videos that were serious, like models buying them in a serious fashion and being like excited to do unboxings of Wait, them. Wait, did you describe what they look like? For those who are unfamiliar. They look like a picture of a shoe and ankle. So they're being referred to as Kenkel boots <laughs> in a, the parody version, but painted on. It looks like a mannequin leg, yes, but it's a shoe. Will you be buying them? Absolutely not. They're also like over $2,000. Yikes. I think the most I've ever spent on a shoe was like $250. I probably spent a little more on a shoe, but shoes are not more than shoes are one of these things that can like Louboutin. How much does a Louboutin cost? You know, how much does a Louboutin cost? A bag or a shoe? The shoes Ooh. are over two thousand. A Louboutin? The I can't Louboutin. even spell Louboutin. Christian Louboutin, Louboutin shoe price. They're not over two thousand. They're eight hundred. They're seven ninety five. A cool no, seven ninety five. These boots are no. Over I'm 2000. saying. I'm saying like very well known expensive shoes that people are like those are pricey, but aren't like oh my god. Okay. Shoes are crazy. Country. Shoes are yeah. Manolo Blahniks. You know whatever. Yeah. I'll stick to my Doc Martens, which are expensive. How much? Oh, like two fifty. Yeah, that is yeah. expensive. Okay, moving on, we have a new section we unveiled last week, TikTok shop videos, because they're all over our For You pages. And finally, there's a video that uh, Meredith M. Lynch stitches. Here it is. No, because of why is TikTok literally become the home shopping network of 2020? Yeah, I had this conversation with a lot of people in person um, over the last few months. And really, when I saw TikTok shop getting rolled out and really pushed i was like this is this is um, are we jumping the shark dangerously close some people probably argue that tiktok has probably already jumped the shark but here's the deal with how tiktok shop is i think affecting the app experience first of all this is my theory i think tiktok is prioritizing creators who are doing the tiktok shop thing Kelly, do you agree that TikTok is jumping the shark because of these shop videos? It kind of reminds me of when Instagram started really orienting itself towards commerce. Yeah, but it is true that either there's always the golden age of TikTok was during the pandemic, which I agree. There were no ads, less ads, these TikTok shop videos. The great thing about TikTok is you could just swipe away. So it is choose your own adventure. So I usually do end up swiping away from a lot of the TikTok shop videos, but some of them are intriguing and funny. Well, I also would say like, Instagram, I'm comparing this a lot to Instagram because that's where I'm most familiar with constantly being pushed ads. And in Instagram, you're required to notify, you're required to like tag and say that it's an ad. But since it's an image, you actually have to engage more with the image by clicking on it or reading through the comments to notice that it's an ad. So I think that we skip at least the photo, like the grid posts 
Um, I think we skip those less often than maybe we would skip posts like that on TikTok. But then again, when it's on stories, they have to like put it on the video. So it's really obvious as well. Right. And I just flip through it. I never like watch the whole thing. Sometimes I watch it because I'm like, what's happening? What are you doing? There's one TikTok star, Andrew Lycoat. He's funny. He started, he really blew up because he did um, videos where he was pretending to be like a producer when different artists were recording their songs and he would like do the role of the artist and then also the role of the producer and I follow him on Instagram and he did one the other day for that like Harry's brand that I think they had some like Instagram in they had some influencer like junta where they like all got together and went to some hotel and every single thing was like ad ad Harry's yeah and it's so jarring because it's like kind of they still do it in their style but since they're required to market as ad, and it's also just, like, even though it's his aesthetic, it's still, like, slightly off. But I think there's a distinction between ads and, like, TikTok shop because that's an influencer who's making money doing mm. an ad and not on a commission base. Mm-hmm. The TikTok shop is very different because it's me or you, someone like me, or, you know, just buying something like I did with the bagel sweatshirt and then posting a video about it and getting a commission if someone else buys it. So it's it's a little different than ads. It's something that we're not used to. And it is, I love that this creator equated it to the home shopping network because <laughs> it's such a good comparison. It totally is. That just reminded me there, you know how TikTok sometimes shows you live channels? Yes. All the There's time. one live channel that I'm constantly being served that is a wig, like home shopping network. <laughs> It's basic. it's a girl selling wigs, and it's like you're watching the Home Shopping Network where she's, like, taking them off the rack and, like, talking about the wigs. And so I don't think that – that's not TikTok shop. That's just someone straight up live. doing, like, a Promotion. live Home Shopping Network of wigs. But it comes across my page yeah. all the time, and I'm like, why am I getting the wig content? <laughs> that's so I, funny. Yeah, it's because I like the hair videos. I yeah. get some weird lives, too. Mm. All right. I have a question about TikTok shop for you. Have you looked into getting that jumper? I haven't looked into getting that romper. Oh. I will. I will. I asked I for so little in this world, oh, Nina. Really? <laughs> just, just to fly to Argentina <laughs> for your wedding. That's so little. I asked for so little in this <laughs> world. I'm so low maintenance. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, whatever. We'll save the romper for another time. Let's move on to audio trends. We have a great audio trend, which is Let's Got Loud by J-Lo. The first example is by uh, Clover7. There's a framework for this trend. So over the video, there's text that says, me? Mom, I want to do boxing. And then mom says, no, you're going to do band. Then me, if a man tries to kill me at 2 a.m. And she's just smashing her (laughs) cymbals. It is a good weapon. Yes, exactly. So (laughs) it's a great tread. There's more examples, but this one was my favorite because cymbals can maybe protect you from a a man trying to kill you. But probably not. I like the ones that are dancing. So there was one by at Don Blanco Aventuras. And um, it was, I want to box. How about Ukrainian folk dancing? 
me when I'm being robbed at gunpoint and then he's like doing the folk dancing. Yeah. I saw a bunch of them that were um, dancing style, which reminded me of when I was a kid, someone gave, this is, to- this is not in terms of self-defense because all of these are self-defense themed, mm-hmm. but it's like, what hobby did you try to do? And then what hobby did you actually do? And one for us was my aunt gave us ice skates as a present, and my mom returned them and gave us swim goggles. <laughs> She's like, you will not be on the ice. She was like, in the water. Over my dead body, will you be, like, flailing on the ice? It was probably the right choice. <laughs> it but was. Like, I think it was. Very she deprived, whatever, she deprived me of knowing how to ice skate. You could have been a gold medalist, like, but we'll never I could know. Ha- you, you, I have the body for it, so... Absolutely. I always I always complain to my mom, who's to say I wouldn't have been an Olympic bobsledder? Mm. Mm. Who's to say? What hobby did you want to do that um, you were not allowed to do? Okay, so I really wanted to skateboard. <laughs> so I when? broke my finger playing basketball in sixth grade and it had to be reset and my mom felt really bad because it was super painful. So not sixth grade, when I was six, anyway. Mm-hmm. So she said... You could, like, what do you want? I'll get you a present. And I said, I want a skateboard. And she said, absolutely not. But that's how I got my turtle instead. Oh, my God. <laughs> that's sort of equal to a skateboard. Sort of. Yeah, a turtle. Exactly. A turtle. Yeah. The same, yeah. same thing. Yeah, I really wanted to be a Girl Scout, but my sister's Girl Scout troop that she was briefly in had a lawsuit because someone broke their leg on a trampoline <gasps> at, like, a Girl Scout party and the parents oh. sued the other parent. So I was both not allowed to be in Girl Scouts and not allowed to jump on trampolines. Wow. I know. The jumping on trampolines is a big loss. That was very fun as a I child. Mean, try to stop me. I jumped on trampolines. Well, I hope you don't have a bouncy house at your wedding because I greatly injured myself at my brother's wedding in a bouncy house. I can 1000% affirm that I will not have a bouncy house at the wedding. Okay, great. I'll be <laughs> safe then. You will. Well, maybe. Uh, the last example is someone saying, Dad, I want to take kickboxing. And then he says, you're taking piano. Me getting robbed at 3 a.m. And she's just playing the piano in a very funny way. By at Powdery Jinx. Our content creator spotlight this week was sent to us by Ashley, friend of the pod. His name is the Jeff Caps, and he's in the South Pole. And he put his first video up in mid-November. Already has 166,000 followers. And the South Pole is just interesting. I can see why he's blowing up on TikTok. His videos are great. Yeah, I mean, good content. I did not come across my page. Funny little walk around the world statement. So I got kind of a fun one for you guys today. Today, we're going to walk around the world. I'm here at the Geographic South Pole. And what you guys probably know, but a lot of you don't really think about, is uh, this right here is where all the time zones on Earth converge. So if I want to walk around the world, all I do is just walk right around, and there we go. We just walked around the world. Now, if I want to get off work early, all I do is just step right over here. And there we go. It's five o'clock. That was fun. I did not follow him. I probably should give him a follow. 
yeah, give him a follow. I like his video where he's pouring out root beer outside. It just freezes up. It's very cool to that's, see. That's very similar to the two sisters who one lives in Yakut, which is in Siberia, and the other one lives in Australia. And they'll be like, me in Yakut doing laundry and everything's frozen solid. And then the other sister's like, me in Australia doing laundry and it's not Siberia. So I think people really enjoy seeing others in extreme temperatures, particularly cold. Or seeing others in Manchester dressed to go to the club. It's very similar, you know, different parts of the world, Mm -hmm. but I'm exposed to them through TikTok now. Exactly. All right. Catalina, what's our food trend this week? Not. I think we should rename this segment. What's our food food on TikTok? What is our food on TikTok this week, Catalina? I received on my algorithm a video by at Yep for Andy, who was showing how she makes chicken Kiev, which is a Ukrainian style chicken, or is a Ukrainian chicken. I'm gonna make chicken the way you've never seen before. Ukrainian style. It's hard because I love you. Now I need to go wash my hands or I'm gonna die. So yeah, the dish is called chicken cream. It's really good. Everyone is obsessed with it. First you need to let the bar get soft, which I didn't do because I'm a rebel and emo and sad. Then I need dill. Mine is frozen. And I'm gonna chop it so small you can snort it because I hate dill and I don't want to feel the texture when I'm eating it. Add it to the bar. Garlic powder, salt and pepper. I didn't have lemon juice so I added vinegar. Like he's convinced that I'm cooking him something. I've always known this term. I've always, like, in my head, like, it lives in my head, chicken Kiev. I'm like, yeah, that's a food. I don't think I've ever eaten it. And so I was so fascinating watching, fascinated watching her eat it because I was like, where is this going? And there's so much accoutrement that goes into making this because it's essentially, it's you make a flavored butter log and you put it in the freezer and the flavored butter log is, um, like, with dill in it. And then you make chicken breasts that you wrap around the frozen butter and then you, I guess, bread them and fry them. Yeah. And so when you cut into it, the butter just like spills. I mean, I'm sure it's delicious. Have you it had this? Delicious. I can't remember having this. In my mind, I think, oh, I must have had this. But when I looked at it, just similar to you, I don't think I have. It just, it's fried chicken with butter and dill and it looks incredible. Did you it ask? also looks really hard to make well and this is what was reminding me of when um melissa and you did the podcast a couple of weeks ago and you were talking about that roasted tomato soup that i had sent you all which mm-hmm. to me seemed so easy to make because it was put vegetables on a sheet pan roast them strain them and your soup oh no blend then strain roast blend strain there's like no steps right okay three steps and you both were like, that's too many steps. I'm never no, going to do this. No, it was too many ingredients, too. Okay. For me, watching this, I was like, oh, my God, this must take so long. Yeah, it looks Because difficult. you have to make your butter log. It doesn't it. look necessarily difficult. It just looks onerous. Yeah. This is one of those types of food that is really meant for someone who, and honestly, this is my dream job to just like stay at home and like cook meals all day. I don't want to clean. I don't want to be like a housewife because I don't want to do any of the other like traditional like homemaker tasks. But I love the idea of just like luxuriously cooking a meal that takes that long. And that's my task for the day. Yeah. If you give me a whole day, I can do this. I would probably be able to do it. Well, with the freezer time, that's a bit different. It didn't look that hard. 
I would probably be able to do it in like two hours. Okay. Well, one day you can. Or we'll just ask Alina to do it for us. Yeah, I'm sure. I don't think I've ever had this at Alina's house, but I'm sure her family makes it. Yeah. Follow up. Find out. I will. Last but not least, we just have a new TikTok item to discuss, which is people are starting to be allowed to post 30-minute videos. Now, this, I mean, we knew this would happen. TikTok is competing with Netflix and Hulu, and it's just becoming a streaming service, basically. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Catalina is uninterested in this topic because she just took off her, what was that, a white strip on your teeth? I thought about turning off my camera, and then I said, nah. You know, you did have a little lisp throughout this I know, episode, I was kind of wondering so. if you were going to notice my lisp, and I was like, eh, I'm trying to double task. That's okay, your, your teeth look very white. Thank you so much. I have not come across a 30-minute video. I haven't Have either. you? No, I haven't, but they just rolled out the feature, so some people are predicting that a lot of creators are going to try doing 30-minute videos, and the goal is for TikTok to do mid-roll advertisements. What, so basically, it's TV shows at this point. Right, exactly. I mean, this is TikTok And YouTube, being, it's YouTube, yeah. This is, yeah, this is TikTok being YouTube mm-hmm. and being a little evil because, well, I guess YouTube is also a little it's evil. It's all about capitalism. Yeah, so but I'm just thinking like, about the fact that it's a way of generating content more similar to traditional TV format without having to pay for the rights to distribute that content. Well, tick on the flip side, TikTok would say this is going to generate more income for the creator who posts the video because it's similar to YouTube. You know, if mm-hmm. a YouTube creator posts a video, they get money per minutes per stream. TikTok could do the same. A lot of creators complain TikTok is not as lucrative as YouTube because. Right. They just don't get paid the same way. But I think this is TikTok trying to keep the creators happy. Mm, mm-hmm. But it's also crowdsourcing. I mean, in a sense, it could be opening up the industry to voices that's more like direct to from creator yeah. to audience, cutting out the middleman and the audience really kind of is ostensibly choosing but they're not because the algorithm uh, the algorithm uh, oh my god (laughs) they're not because the algorithm is directing them to certain content they're not because of the tiktok shop they're not because of the ads and so forth yeah absolutely i'll be on the lookout for 30 minute videos i am excited to see which creators do it and who's successful and if this is going to stick around which i think it will so stay tuned Thanks, everyone, for listening. Catalina, I know you'll be off for a few weeks, so you have a great wedding and can't wait to tell everyone about it after the fact. And just a hearty congratulations to you. Thank you and congratulations to you for being the best. Wow. Thank you so much. You're welcome. And thanks to our listeners for being the best. Bye. No, rate, review, subscribe, baby. Especially on Spotify. Bye. Bye.